girl thank you how are you same to you i'm loving it i'm good Nailed i'm good face. thank you i had to I actually did this myself today because tanea she was not having it she was too booked and busy doing something else so i was like let me just throw something together so thank you cute 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 sorry i had to restart my computer i just did my hair and it's it's i still got one Waves. more color to go Wave check. The waves okay. are coming, but I need to kick it. I think I want it white, so I have to do it one more time. Okay. So, okay. This but before we before we start, let me do my my introduction for my show. So everyone, welcome back to the Tamia Lee Talks podcast. I'm your host, Tamia Lee, and I'm here with the beautiful Tori Wanamaker. How you doing, Tori? Hello, how are you? Hope everyone's well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Okay, wait. Before we continue, who, I just want to get this correct, who is Faiza? Is it Faiza Kumani? Faiza Kumani. Faiza Kumani. Who is that? Okay, so that's me as well. Okay. okay. Um, when I was in college, um, I would do op-eds for um, the Charleston Post and Courier. And yes. because, I, you know, with with the uh, climate at the time, and I was in school for elementary education, yeah. I kind of came up with a new name because I didn't want them to know it was me. Yeah. So. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. But to introduce, thank you for that because I was kind of like, okay, we got two names here. What do you want me to introduce you as? But Tori, I'm gonna I'm I'm call you Tori, is that cool? Absolutely. Okay, so Tori is, she identifies herself as an activist, entrepreneur, educator, and so much more. So I wanted to yes. get you on today to talk to you about being a Black educator. So oh, let's walk it. through how you got there from education. So where'd you go to college and your degrees? Okay, <laughs> just degrees. Um, okay, so when I first went off to college, um, I was at College of Charleston and um, I was there for three, two and a half, three years. Um, as I became uh, myself as a young black woman, there were things in Charleston that just did not sit well with me um, at that school. So okay. uh, my mother uh, was very strict about school. Yes, so okay. I had to uh, convince her <laughs> that I didn't want to attend that school anymore. So, you know, after some going back and forth, she was like, okay, so you have to come up with a plan. Okay. So I said, okay, well, I'm going to take a year off and figure out what I want to do. Yeah, that didn't work for her. So what I did was I went to community college for a year um, in Charleston, and then I moved to North Carolina. Um, I went to North Carolina Wesleyan College. It's a small liberal um liberal arts school in Rocky Mountain, North Carolina. Mm. Great school, had the best education there. 
um, undergrad is in psychology and sociology. I have two bachelors. My minor is in mathematics and religion. Uh, when I graduated, I did not, I had no desire to be a teacher. I didn't. You didn't? Um, okay. I didn't. My, my plan, honestly, my plan was I was going to go to law school and um, I wanted to be an environmental lawyer. That was my plan. I don't know where they came from. So, um, and I was just really doing research and trying to figure out how can I make the most money the mm -hmm. quickest. So um, applying to law school, applying to law school, getting ready to take the LSAT. And then I had a friend um, who's a teacher and he was like, um, so I know you don't particularly want to be a teacher, but we really, really need um, a special education teacher at this middle school. And I was like, eh, I don't know, middle school kid? <laughs> so he was like, come visit. So I went and I went to the school for like almost a week. And like fell in love with these kids because I started mm -hmm. doing the tutoring program. I was like, okay, guys, so um, I love math. I, you know, when young people say they can't stand math, that drives me up the wall. I'm like, how can you not like math? <laughs> this sorry, is something like you hear all the time, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, so how can I make this math fun? Mm -hmm. And so I was talking to my mom, which is your aunt, right? Yes, uh, she, rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs> rest in peace she was like well won't you just be yourself and I'm like I never thought about that <laughs> let me just be me um so I go in I do research and I'm like all right so I'm gonna try all these different strategies with the kids and some things work some things not so much um but ultimately just when I saw that light bulb come on with kids like that that was it for me that was mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. I knew this was what I'm supposed to do um, so I went back, I went through the alternative licensure program and, um, and I was certified as history teacher, AP history teacher, special education teacher. What did I miss? I think uh, middle grade math. <laughs> because you got a lot of degrees under your belt. That's why I had to get the educational background of, of you so, because I mean, you, you're one of my cousins I look up to on that. Right. Oh, oh, that's so sweet. Thank Seriously. you. Oh, I love it. I love it. That makes me almost want to cry what I did. It makes me, it, it really makes me um, just thinking about it, the process of going to school and appreciating the education and thinking about how teachers have an effect on kids' lives. Absolutely. So I wanted to talk to you as a Black educator. Um, how long have you been in education and where are you? What area of the United States are you in? Okay, so this is your year as a certified teacher. This is year 15, year 15, okay. um, 20 altogether, working with young people through um, a lot of grassroots organizations. I, um, education is very important to me. And I think um, sometimes you have to go beyond the, the realm of just being in classes, like being in the school setting. Sometimes I have to go out to the community and, and teach different things, right? Mm -hmm. um, for, for example, I teach, uh, I used to teach, well, due to COVID now, but I was working with a group of uh, women who were um, in transition from being incarcerated, but okay. they were parents of my students. So, um, 
through my organization. I worked with them and helped them. Um, they passed the GED exam. They one is now working with computers, and and one is actually a plumber. Like you know, I really pushed. You don't have to do uh, women women's work. You have to do whatever you need to do and whatever you like. So um, so just in that example for me. Um, Education is so very important. Um, so yeah, so year 15, um, I'm a special, right now I'm a special education teacher and okay. math teacher. Um, I'm a math department chairperson and I'm probably on a trajectory to eventually um, own, run my own school and eventually um, create my own school. Like I, I want a school that is that just makes you proud of yourself, right? Yeah. Um, just from from the goings on today, um, just seeing a woman that looks like me, now you are the vice president, right? Yeah, um, we had the experience with the president, but he's yes. a guy, but again, you know, still in family, but this time around, you know, and, and that was, and that's the feeling I want to give to young people. Um, the young people that people have given up on, those are the students that I work with. Um, and you're where I work now. Yeah. The, get into the area you work in work yeah. now. Okay. So I work in Southeast DC right now. And, um, yeah, I mean, I love it. <laughs> it's I, I know for people, for people who don't live there, but probably have never been in that area. They probably would be like, girl, you can't girl, even cross them. you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, are you sure you're from the South with this? Exactly. Um, I get that a lot, actually. I do get that a lot. You can't, other than hearing you talk, I know you're from the South, but that's it. Like, yeah. so I was like, we're, we're the new South. It's a little different now. Mm -hmm. So um, so now I do. I teach in uh, um, Southeast District of Columbia. Um, it can be, uh, it's definitely an interesting place to work. Yeah, talk um, about that area and the kids. It is, it is. I would say the epidemics of the 80s really um, destroyed the, the community in lots of ways. Um, this is the last area for gentrification. Um, I think, you know, I, I don't like the low socioeconomics, but that's where it is right now. Um, and at my school, we have 100% uh, free and reduced lunch. Uh, we have 99% uh, of black children, uh, we yeah. have 98% now, just kidding. And then we have 2% of um, Hispanic uh, students are English learners, um, English language learners, because we have a few students that's um, African, um, but they say, no, I'm not, I'm not an EL, EL is an English learner. I'm not an, e I'm not an EL, I'm black, right? So <laughs> they kind of fit in both categories. Yeah. Um, so overall, we have about 700 kids in our school. Um, it's, it's some days are better than others, right? So yeah. sometimes our students experience a lot of trauma. Um, they've suffered educational trauma, trauma from being in that area and people not expecting them to do better so they didn't give them better. Um, they experience trauma through uh, crime, through um, family I mean, history. Yeah, it's like a food desert there. Um, you know, the tip is a typical inner city um, community, unfortunately, yet 
yet in that in that area. This is why I love it so much. It's because they are proud of where they're from. Yes. It may not be perfect, mm -hmm. but this is where I'm from. Mm -hmm. um, we have great support at our school. Um, at our school, we have um, we have a full service like uh, we have full service daycare for our young adults that have children um, and they need to finish school with, with rules and regulations. Like they have to take parenting classes. They have to attend class. Um, they have to always attend class. You know, if you need something, you need to let us know. You know, they're very loving. They're older ladies. So they treat them like they're, they're grandchildren. <laughs> like, like I'm gonna ask you one more time. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna call your teacher, right? <laughs> it's yeah. like that. Um, so yeah, so a lot of our students, um, we have about 30% special education, ranging yeah. from emotional disabilities to um, intellectual disabilities to autism. We have that. So yeah, I wanna, I wanted to, you because you go on and on about your school. I know how passionate you are Absolutely. about your school. So I wanted to get into a little bit about you when you actually went in to teach special education. What was mm -hmm. that? What did it, what did that mean to you? Or what was that feeling? Were you nervous or were you scared that, you know, this is going to be a more of a challenge because mm -hmm. they, they have other needs than other kids. So can you elaborate on what it was like at first and now and the meaning of that? Right. So <laughs> when I first started, um, again, I've always worked with young people, just not in the, the building capacity. So I've worked with students with different disabilities and, um, abilities. Um, so it was difficult at first because I was like a freelance teacher. <laughs> then I had to like go into the confines of, you know, what um, IDA and, and what things from the LEA, which is the local education agency, mm -hmm. like just follow those types of things with the paperwork. The teaching piece for me, I absolutely enjoy because it's, it's like putting together a, a, puzzle, a beautiful puzzle because where one, most people think they can't do, you just have yeah. to readjust and teach how they need you to teach mm -hmm. for them to do. And yeah. so for me, that's always the, the end point, right? That's the end game for me. I had an excellent education. I had a very strong family. I had these things. Yeah. And so some of my students have them, others do not. So if I'm that one person that tells you every day, I love you, I will be that person every single day for yeah. 180 days. And, I, so, and, I, yeah. and that is so sweet because I know that they love and appreciate you because, <laughs> you know, sometimes people feel like everyone else is giving up on them. Yeah. And for you to come in every day and just pour in all your love and your time and your support for, their, for the kids, it, it has to mean a lot to them. Mm -hmm. And then it for means you a lot to, to them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Sorry, it means a lot to you too, but yeah. I know that it has to mean a lot to, uh, especially to the parents that you talk to that mm -hmm. the incarcerated or the just released parents. Mm -hmm. How did you get into that? What made you say, okay, I want to talk to these parents. I want to reach out to them. Right. So um, my, my second degree is in uh, mental health and marriage and family counseling. And so All I did degrees, my- girl. <laughs> I did my externship um, at a women's facility, and that was always the common theme. Like, I just want to get out. I just want to do right for my family. You know, I have to show these things. I don't even know where to start, you know. Um, and for me, that's, that's 
that was so important to me because you know education is important throughout the entire family and it could change a fam a whole family's trajectory whether yeah. it's the mother whether it's the father aunts whomever You're is right. holding the family down so um that's why that was very important to me also they will be able to help their their um their children when they return when they go home and and they are back into the parenting thing um the way we teach now is difficult, especially with everybody's learning now with this virtual learning and online learning, they're seeing like how much more there is to teaching. And so I just want them to have the basics so they're able to like really help their, their children and really feel good about themselves, honestly. Mm -hmm. So do you, feel, do you feel like a lot that's going on in our society um, especially with being black in, in the America that we live in today, not mm -hmm. saying that the racism or the unjust, the unjust stuff hasn't been going on, but mm -hmm. how has that affected your children in the school system and the, how has that affected them in their mindset? Right. So um, I think it's, 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 that's a multifaceted thing, right? So I do believe that um, systemic racism has affected every black and brown and poor person. Um, so, but particularly for my students, a lot of it is, um, again, it's a food desert there. So a lot of healthy food places are not there. Um, on every corner you have uh, what we call here in DC carry out. <laughs> mm -hmm. They have carry outs, right? And they have like um, bodegas and, and corner stores and things of that sort, but um, there's two grocery stores, right? Within, yeah. And none of them are in walking distance. So oh. so something and, and just some, something as simple as that, right? Um, having healthy food, having um, adequate housing. I will say that DC does a really good job of um, helping families that are homeless. Um, they do a really good job of that. I'll be honest about okay. that. Um, there are lots of programs, community organizations that also help um in our area mm -hmm. but that's one major thing that they they see then another piece is the educational piece um sometimes you have to fight for things that other students receive in the school district that i be, that my children do not receive um yeah. as quickly i'm gonna say it that way um so there's lots of times where we go above and many teachers in our building um, we reach out to community members. We do dig in our own pockets. We do these things um, to ensure that the students have good experiences, um, both academically and socially. Because um, sometimes school is the only safe place that they have. Very true. There are days, you know, they're like, oh, you act, you act, you know, sometimes they say things like, oh, you act so childish. You're running through the hallway. Yeah. <laughs> you know, where that would annoy most people. But for me, they're safe. So they can run the hallway and be a 17-year-old kid Very just true. in that school setting or a 15-year-old kid for that matter. Um, so yeah, so I think that's how it's definitely affected it um, in those ways. But at the same time, our students are very resilient. So it's not like, you know, it's, it's a sob story. Um, mm -hmm. I told them I have lots of knowledge and they do too because they taught me how to get on the metro and the bus i can get anywhere <laughs> dc virginia maryland i can get anywhere and yeah. the kids taught me that so yeah mm -hmm. 
it's a give and take relationship exactly <laughs> so i could tell that you are very emotionally yeah. attached to these these children yes. what does that mean uh, to you mentally um so um i literally just had this conversation with a colleague the other day mm -hmm. um in the years that i've been there i've had a tragedy with some of my students oh. um for a variety of reasons car accidents you know shootings you know, interactions with the police, there's just different things that has happened. And I think that part is the most social, uh, emotionally taxing piece of it because I'm nervous every day they walk out of, out of my sight. Yeah. <laughs> After the eight hours we're together, I'm nervous. I watch the news at six o'clock. I watch the news at 11 o'clock. Every single day, I'm always, I'm always uh, on go. You know, that's yeah. kind of how we are. Mm -hmm. um but then we look at the good side when we see them smile when they haven't smiled in weeks right yeah or or we haven't seen them in weeks because sometimes our children get a little missing <laughs> and we haven't seen them in weeks and you show up i'm just like oh my, i'm so happy to see you you know yeah. things of that sort um you know dealing with the parents and getting to know the the siblings and, and the community as a whole um I think we've done a really, really good job. Of, and this is years before I even got to that, to the school. Let me just say mm -hmm. that. Okay. But since I've been there, it's, it's, it's just been a wonderful thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. to go back over, you teach the math and the history? Mm -hmm. No, only now I only teach math. Okay. Now you only, mm -hmm. now you only teach math. Okay. Yeah. Because I was kind of confused on, you said something about history. Then you said something yes. about math. Yes. But I just want to go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm certified. You got a lot of degrees. I mean, you really do, because I was trying to keep up with everything that you said. But can you get into a little bit how the pandemic has affected your kids? Mm -hmm. Are you guys in the school or start mm -hmm. from the beginning in March when it first started? Okay, so March. We um, in March we had like a regular day. Then I remember. Um, we got an email <laughs> saying, okay, we're going to shut, you know, this, this virus is coming. We're going to shut the school down for 10, for two weeks and see where we go from there. Okay, fine. No problem. Two weeks. Mm -hmm. And it's saying in the meantime, we'll do, we'll up spring break and then, um, and then we'll start back. By then everything should be good. Mm -hmm. So we That's should be we able thought. to get back in the building. Mm -hmm. Here we are, <laughs> January 20, 2021. <laughs> was a whole year oh so, yeah so it was it was taxing at times because again that our school is a safe place for our students yeah. so a lot of times it was at first a lot of it was just finding the kids like ensuring that they had the proper technology the the wi-fi the the computers you know we provided all of our students with laptops and um very nice hot spots so every kid has one that chose yeah. to get one. Um, and then we had to switch our whole curriculum on to virtual, which um, wasn't that bad for me because I'm an ed techie. I love things like that to help kids learn differently. I don't like to stand there and talk for, I don't do that. They may get 10, <laughs> 15 minutes out of me. And then it's like, all right. We're going to drag it out like these, some of these professors in college. Yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the reasons. I was like, I get bored after 20 minutes. Yes. I'm just like, oh, all right. So, you know, that was a difficult piece for, for us. Mm -hmm. um, 
for our students, um, overall, they've done well. They have shifted. Of course, they took an extra little few days off when they realized they weren't coming back in the building. They said, well, let's get one more spring break in. So we had to call parents and say, hey, let me draw this out. Exactly. So just that part was very difficult for teachers. Um, having those connections that we have with our students, um, it was very difficult for us to transition to only virtual. You can't see them. You can't, you know, do that, that, uh, let me, let me talk to you really quick. Come here for a minute. You know, you can't really do that. Virtually. You can't get them in line. Yeah, so they're just like, mm -mm. proximity doesn't work <laughs> virtually. Um, so just really just getting the kids in that mindset. And I think maybe by mm, late April, maybe early May, they're like, we're not going back in the building this year. I was just like, ah, I don't know what to tell you. And mm -hmm. then they made a decision like, oh, we're going to be virtual for the rest of the year. So um but I'm glad again to, it was difficult, but I'm know. glad to I'm glad to hear that they're doing well because especially for everybody, I know that for me, um, a person who doesn't um struggle with a special need, it was it was a challenge for me. Mm -hmm. And I'm a senior in college. So Correct. for other kids and for parents, it affected the parents just as much as the kids did. You so sure that's did. why I wanted to talk about a little bit about the strategies um, that you wanted to talk about mm -hmm. for emotional learning in the pandemic. Oh yeah, so social emotional learning is something that uh, we used to call a hidden curriculum back in the okay. day, <laughs> back in the day when I first started teaching, but now it's like social emotional learning, right? What can we do with the whole child? So with, um, I'm currently working on my doctorate. <laughs> I'm currently working on my doctorate and Dr. that's kind Tor. of my thing. Yes, Dr. Tor, absolutely. So that's my thing, right? Social emotional learning, like that goes back to Maslow's hierarchy of um, needs. If the physical and, and is not met and the emotional is not met, they're not, the learning, the self-actualization and all that is not going to happen mm -hmm. because, or it happens very, very slowly. So we have to be very, um, conscientious of how we say things virtually, um, what things, uh, are you losing connection with students? So for example, we do things like, um, we have circles, right? We call them restorative circles or community circles, where we get together and just kind of have a topic and kind of talk around the topic. Um, this stems from um, African tradition in West Africa, where okay. a person would sit in the middle and everybody would say great things about them. I'm sure wow. you've seen that, um, mm -hmm. the picture with all the little children with their feet together yeah. in a circle. Mm -hmm. That's basically what that is, a community circle. You have to find a way to remain connected. So um, that's something, day. yeah. <laughs> so that's something that we definitely do uh, every day, if not every day, every week. Um, we even do it with the teachers, you know, um, because we're a family. We sometimes dysfunctional, yet we are family. Um, um, and then um, we kind of, and then for me, I just kind of took it a step further because a lot of these SEL strategies are for like little kids, like okay. elementary, uh, elementary PK up to maybe fifth or sixth grade. Um, more studies are becoming, are coming out for middle grades and high school, but a lot of it is, a lot of it is the same, like, you know, having, okay. having structure, there should be structure every single day. Um, in a situation like a pandemic like this, it is most, 
most um, beneficial for students and for, for people to have a daily schedule because that is the one time that you know that no matter what's going on crazy in the world, yeah. I know at 11 o'clock I do this. I know at 11.30 I do this, you know. Um, so and I, that, and that goes to you all as well because it's difficult when you can't separate. Mm -hmm. You can't separate home and work. Like I struggle with this all the time. Like I'm in one space, like I'm in my makeup room right now, but I'm <laughs> in one space when I'm working and uh -huh. then I'll go downstairs and, I, and I'm like, oh, I'm in a different place. But then, yeah. you know, for me, I I would have to admit for me, I was at some point I would get up, do my hygiene and then lay back in the bed and be on class. And then, you know, eventually that didn't work out and I had to like change. But, you know, I think that for 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 me, structure is important. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. strategies to help with online learning. You got any more? Because yes, I got it. <laughs> strategies for online learning um another thing um you could do they have like online um screen recording apps that are free like uh screencastify and they're like google has one i'm sure apple has one i can't remember what it is off the top of my head but that's another way that you can um if you're not feeling it, for example, with you, you like, I don't want to do this today, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you're really, you're not an active learner. You're just there kind okay. of thing. Um, you can uh, hit record on that like program and then record it and then go back and, and actually listen and learn. Because again, just because we're there doesn't always mean that we're learning. Right. Um, right. Another strategy I always suggest to people um, from my students on, I, I suggest to write, to literally write out your notes or write out thoughts because I do a lot of stopping jots. And that's just like, like literally just take a minute and just jot everything you can think of, you know, that we just talked about. Or um, sometimes it's just like, because some days they do things and they're just like, we don't know what in the world we just did. Mm -hmm. So tell me what you know. And they start talking, no, I want you to write it. And um, when you can't see it, doesn't matter because, you know, if you hear it, you see it, you write it, you have a, a tendency to remember it, right? Mm -hmm. So that's another strategy that I use. Um, also have a start and stop point. Um, this is difficult for me, right? Okay. <laughs> this is my, my thing that I have to get on myself about mm -hmm. because I'll get online at maybe six or seven and I'm online till nine at night. I take a break, walk the dog. Me and then as come a student, like, I would have been drowning. You. <laughs> Not a uh, like, like, well, well, professor. Slow it down. Right, right, right. So you know, like those are just things that I have to do. And and for me, um, another strategy for 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 young people, I feel. Um, I believe in meditation and I'm not talking about the meditation that you may see on a TV or, you know, something to that effect, just literally just taking a minute because, you know, you all, y'all young people are inundated with so much. You have social media, you have the demands of school, yep. you have the demands of family, you have the demands of your friends or your peers, right? Mm -hmm. And then you all are trying to navigate this. Um, this is different. <laughs> yeah. 
your 20s and my 20s, not same. Not Similar, the same. but not the same. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so so I always suggest take a minute. And if it's just you close the computer, put your phone down, face down, um, on silent so you can't hear it buzzing. And then just take five minutes <laughs> and think of a place or have your picture and just kind of go there. For me, my thing is the beach. I love the beach, right? So that's what I think of. I think of Jamaica, Turks and Caicos and, you know, stuff like that. Okay. Because that's all <laughs> I be thinking about, okay? How so I, I'm in need of this vacation. Right. Just take a minute and you have to really almost recenter yourself because mm -hmm. otherwise you will be on a rat race all of the time. Just, just constantly going. And that wears you down. I don't care how old or how young you are that still will weigh heavy. Um, and I also feel that there are not enough supports for, for what I call uh, 916, that's high school and college. I call it okay. nine through 16 grades, <laughs> grades <laughs> nine through 16. Um, especially you guys, you know, your freshman year in college, for example, your freshman year and your junior year are two completely different things. Your freshman year, you're trying to figure it out, how to be a college student. Your junior year is, oh my God, how am I going to be an adult? Your junior, senior leaving. Okay, what's my next step? What am I going to do? I'm leaving the nest, yeah. right? And I don't think there's enough support in that. Um, I think this is the areas where I do believe in having uh, mentors. Um, mentors that are on the same path as you. Um, because a mentor that's in that's taking philosophy and you're in chemistry, they don't it's go similar, together. but it's not the same. It's mm -hmm. not the same. Mm -hmm. You know, teach me these these strategies, these new strategies I need to do to be able to be successful in this class. So I just think um, that's definitely something that's missing um, in higher education. Yeah. You know, secondary education and higher education. Yeah, it's you, you, you'll say, oh, I have an advisor, but you they have 20, 30, sometimes 100 advisees. What are they really going to tell you, right? Exactly. And I think that's a good tip, too, <laughs> that you said, because yeah. I would say just so I don't mean to go a little bit into me. But when I started as oh, a freshman, God. I had a, a advisor that was just not for me. Like she didn't guide yeah. me anywhere. And then mm -hmm. I got to the point of now I'm a junior. Well, now I'm a senior, but I got to my mm -hmm. junior year and I started thinking about, okay, I'm almost done. Like, what am I supposed to be doing? So then now I'm a senior and I'm glad I found my passion with the podcast, but I mm -hmm. just felt like, you know, when you are in that leadership role of being a guidance counselor of being a mentor, it's important to really help the help people because even us in college, we don't we don't got all the answers. Oh, I get it. I, I totally I totally get it. Um, mm -hmm. and and that's and I think that's the big thing. And that's where um, my little my organization basically um, that's where somewhere to blossom. That's kind of where Wait, I drop the name of the organization. Oh, my, I'm, I'm so sorry again. My organization is somewhere to blossom. Um, okay. Again, um, it's an educational consultant. Um, company and I work with a variety of uh, clients, right? I have clients who with me being a special education teacher, what are some strategies can I, that I can do for my child 
um, virtually? Like, what are some websites? What are some things can I do um, that's mostly um, elementary, you know, school age children? High mm -hmm. school wise, it's more of, okay, so I have no idea how to do algebra two. I don't know what to do to help this child get ready for this SAT. Um, so for me, it's, I don't necessarily uh, sit with the child. I, I, I'm like a connector, right? Okay. I'm a liaison between lots of people. Do you offer online um, programs? I do. I okay. do I have online program. Um, I'm actually restructuring the, um, the website is being restructured right now okay. um, because the demand is, was a lot better, a lot more than I thought it was going to be. Mm -hmm. um, because it's, it's definitely, a, it's something that's very affordable um, as well as I try to make sure, I don't know everything, but I can find whomever, I can find whomever, it's like, what is that? Sorry. <laughs> I can find whomever to help you with whatever you need, yeah. right? Um, so, um, so that's kind of where, where I am with that. Um, you, I've had this organization for a while, mm -hmm. um, for years when I was in North Carolina, um, I worked with kids with special needs. I did a summer camp with them to okay. prepare them for the next school year. Um, um, and then I, I just, you know, I got into school and all this other stuff and now I'm kind of settling back down. And I see the need very much, even with kids going back in the building, you're still going to need that support. Mm. Um, and for college level students, um, it's the same thing. I try to um, connect you with whomever you need. Like I, I try, what, what school are you? Where, where are you in school? Okay, thank you. So I'll go online and I'll start looking, I'll start calling, contacting people in that area. Mm. Um, and work with different organizations say, hey, I have this, this young lady. She really wants to stay in school, but she's tired. I, I just really need you to just talk with her and, and just spend a little time with her, um, him or her, um, or them. Yeah. I'm going to be inclusive, sorry. Pronouns. Um, or them. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, so that's pretty much what, what I do. Um, I also like to work with um, families, um, I have this thing for dads because a lot of times dads have no clue, no. and um, lots of things that we have in society is not—it's not for dads. They don't have them geared towards men. And um, I know with my dad, my parents were divorced, but my dad tried. Yeah. Like, daddy, what are you talking about? <laughs> but he would yeah. try. Bless mm -hmm. his heart. He would try, yeah. um, especially young dads. Um, with them sometimes just getting or in college or just out of high school or whatever, there's like, what am I supposed to do? Um, I can't teach you how to be a father, but I can help you, you know, help your child build their um, self-esteem and their self-worth, right? Mm -hmm. I can't help you with that part. So it's just like I merge special education, I merge um, the counseling piece, and then mm -hmm. just being a black woman. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So is, is your is your program what inspired you to want to start your own school? Let's talk a little bit about that. Hmm. You oh, wanted to start. You told me a long time ago you wanted to start your own school. So mm -hmm. what does this mm -hmm. school look like? Do you have a name? Do you have an idea? So, Where name? Not so much. Um, okay. Not so much the name. However, I do want it to be. Um, socio-emotionally 
um, social emotional learning um, education based. Okay. Um, I would prefer, and I have a really, my best friend, she is, um, she's actually the director of the theater department at Baltimore School of the Arts. Ooh. And she, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, she uh, <laughs> and she, we've had this conversation so many times because neither of us thought we would be in education, but we're both here. And so um, for me, I think I'm looking for a space for, again, that students or young people, um, it would be my preference to be high school. <laughs> it's okay. kind of my preference okay. um, because that's my experience. I, I know high school kids as far as like things they need to be successful. But I definitely would like to work with the students that are like um, basically homeless. Um, okay. I would like it to be, um, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so overall, I want it to be like a safe haven, right? Okay. So it's a place almost if I had my way, it would be a boarding school okay. um, for them to learn how to how to make it in society. So they would get the educational piece. They would get um, we we used to call it home economics. Now they call it um, family consumer science. I think that's what they call it. Okay. Like learning how to cook, learning how yeah. to basic cooking because I can't cook <laughs> I do enough for what I like to. Eat. You could you could do something. For what I like to eat, wrap it in foil, put it in the oven. So um, <laughs> then make a salad. Boom, I'm done. Um, things like um, how to to um, survive on your own, like living independent, independent living. Um, okay. You know, not even necessarily balancing a checkbook, but understanding budgeting, understanding what is required to own a car. Um, those types of skills. Um, basic needs. Those are basic, great basic ideas. Needs. Exactly. And then, um, you know, and then also honestly build on a college or career plan. Yeah. Um, I'm a proponent of college, of course, because I've gone to college and you know me. And so yeah. I'm going to push. But push. in the years past, I have realized that there's so many right. ways to be successful. Exactly. And yeah. so, you know, I literally called my, my um, HVAC guy last week. And he was like, oh, it's an emergency. Oh, that's $400. Ooh, $400, I might be cold. <laughs> but, you know, something like that. So just kind of look and see where they want to go. And then, like, what do you like to do? Because a lot of times young people don't know what they like to do. They just yeah. say, oh, I want to go to college and do what? I want to be a doctor. What's your plan you, after? You can't pass algebra one. How are you going to get to college? What's your plan? Stop. How do you get into college? Like, you know, I'm laughing, but these are serious questions. Like, oh, I'm going to be a doctor. Okay, you know that requires to, like, deal with blood, right? Really? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. So something as simple as, like, really going through and learning what you like to do. Um, and you don't have to exactly know exactly what you want to do. But, um, like, I fell into teaching, which I feel, you know, the, the I feel the stars aligned for me to go do what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. But that was not my original plan. Yeah. Um, and then when I didn't have a plan, when my plan wasn't going through, I was freaking out. I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and my mom was, she wasn't trying, she was not trying to hear it. She was like, okay, I don't know what you're going to do, but you're going to be productive something. and you had better figure it out. 
in 90 days type thing. So um, just, you know, give them an opportunity and place for them to feel safe. Mm -hmm. um, I will provide counseling and things like that uh, for students, for young people. Uh, and I honestly would keep it to students of 21 or 2021 something like that, um, mm. almost like a transition home, you know, because I've noticed as students, young people get older and then like, if, for instance, if they're in um, foster care, sometimes when they turn 18, they don't got no place to go. They don't have anywhere to go. And, um, and I know I would have to deal with behaviors. I know all of this stuff. I get it. I get all of that. Mm -hmm. But when you, when young people are, are taught a different way it's easier to to build to repair young people than it is to repair an adult that's very difficult so do you feel as though you have somebody that was kind of like that blueprint or someone you looked up to as an educator somebody that made you be like okay I want to be like them mm. when I talk or no what's inter interestingly enough okay um not really for me, I think when I started teaching, um, I wanted to be the complete opposite of the one teacher that tried to derail me, basically. <laughs> she didn't like it. She didn't like the fact that I was very um, I was bold and vocal and no, that doesn't make any sense and no, you're wrong, you know. Challenging. Could have gone, gone by it a little differently. Well, see, in my where I went to school, it was... Um, a majority white school and we're in the country we're in the country so a lot of people were used to people just saying yes ma'am and following along and that's just not me mm -hmm. um not the type of person my mom wasn't that type of person my dad wasn't but my older brother who is the sweetest person in the world yeah um, we are complete opposite <laughs> total opposite not Willie because <laughs> <Shout out> the <to> will <laughs> Um, he was a good kid, right? He was a really good kid. Um, very, very smart. Do well in school. Um, did well in school. Here I come four years later. The little, you know, middle kid. Typical middle kid, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was also the generation. Wait, so what does Willie do again? For those who may not know what Willie does. Oh, my. Yeah, he is the director of um, chemistry labs in, at Clemson University. That's my older brother. So that's a... Yeah, he's, he he's very small. Because <laughs> okay. science then, and math. Yes, I love it. And you know, my younger brother Chad is a nurse. He's a traveling yes. nurse. Um, he's gonna so, be on yeah. here too. Author. Yeah, yeah. Let's author. put that out there. Yes, yes, yes. He is. He's an author. Shout out to you too, Chad. <laughs> he's like my sister. I tell you. Um, <laughs> and I didn't say baby brother this time. I don't think I did. <laughs> he's gonna watch this. <laughs> won't be surprised <laughs> um younger brother sorry Chad um so you know I I and she she just I would <laughs> I remember when I would not make a an A in her class I would go mm -hmm. home and study so hard and do it again and again it was a math class it was geometry okay it was, oh yeah oof, she was the worst it was an AP geometry <laughs> class so <laughs> And so she was like, if you don't get it, you don't understand, you're not like your brother, you know, those types of things. And I would Ooh. always say, well, he is a boy, so <laughs> might be why I'm not like him, you know, get out, you know, get out, Wanamaker. 
You know, that's when people started calling me Wanamaker. They called yeah. me by my last name mm-hmm. and they do to this day. Um, so I, I decided I didn't want to be that teacher. I wanted to be a teacher that young people could look up to. Look up to. Like I, I'm very particular about how I look when I go to work. I'm very particular okay. about how. <laughs> you got to sh- there's, you got to train up a child. I really do believe exactly. in that. I, I, and they say it all the time. Like, it, it's so funny because sometimes where, you know, if we have dress down days and, you know, I got my jeans, my sneakers. They were like, and who, or is anybody surprised you got on a pair of Jordans that match, you know, this match, that matches. And it's like, and then she trusts to have makeup on. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, yeah. And then, I, you know, I just, as they say, she's dressing urban. <laughs> They're like, we didn't know you had it in you. Uh-huh. Like, thanks, guys. Thanks. <laughs> I was like, that's validation. Yes. Especially, you know, being old, you know, I'm 44 years old. So uh, as soon as you say, look good, girl. You're 44. I'm like, yeah, you my mama don't look like you. I was like, send her to me. I could I can make it look like me. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so, you know, I'm making my business to show them the code switching, show them how to be successful in all areas yeah. um, and how you can you maneuver because that's what you have to do in America. Like that's so, what you have to do. So do you feel as though you manifest anything in your life? Hmm. What do I manifest in my life? Cause I'm a big person on manifestation and that's usually mm-hmm. how I found my show on that. I wrap it up with that. I got to talk about manifestation. So what do you manifest in your life? Where do you see yourself in? I guess let's put it in. Where do you see yourself in three to five years? years. Typical question, but (laughs) I I believe you got to speak it. Mm -hmm. I agree. So in three years, hopefully I'll be done with this doctorate. uh, Or it's going to take me down, but it's going to take me down when I'm going to get it. Um, I'm at American College of, of Education. Okay. Um, it's an alternative program that's uh, made by teachers for teachers. Um, I will be getting an EDD in uh, leadership okay. um, with um, the concentration in curriculum and instruction um, because that's a big deal to me. So that's one thing that I will be done with. Um, okay. The next piece is if I am, I really see myself doing a TED Talk. But I see that with me for three years. Um, a total TED talk on being a Black woman, being an educator uh, in this environment right now, uh-huh. and just in general, um, dealing with the different, the multi pieces of just being me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I do see the framework of opening my school, opening my program. Yes. I'm so excited for you. And oh I think my, I'm so excited. I, I think that it was good talking to you because especially I'm a I love to show off black excellence. Mm-hmm. And this is the time that we are living in living in where people are doing the things that they love, becoming entrepreneurs Absolutely. and things of that sort. So I feel mm-hmm. as though also with the pandemic, the strategies that you gave my show, they are helpful. They will be useful to people because some people just want to pull their hair off their head yeah. being at home with their children. So yes. I thank you for coming yes. on, Tori. Absolutely. No, I thank you for having me. It's no wonderful. Problem. I appreciate it. And I am so over the moon proud of you. I'm proud of you. I love you. 
Um, you know, when you, yeah, I just remember when you were a little one taking pictures. Yeah, I love pictures. <laughs> Smile toy, look, I have a new camera. <laughs> so, and I'm just, I just love to see it. You know, you're a wonderful young woman, wonderful Thank young you. woman. And, you, you know, shout you, out to you. your, to your mama, my cousin, my birthday twin. Yes, shout out um, to Wanda Porterfield Muslim. Wanda, Go ahead, girl. Yes, I appreciate y'all. And dad is well, your siblings. I love everybody, but shout I'm very, very proud of you all. Mm-hmm. I am. Thank you. Thank you. But I, I got to do this because I do it for everybody else. Mm-hmm. Give me three to five, three words. Actually, I said three to five, three words to okay. describe Torah, Wanamaker. Oh, mm. it always mm. catches people up. It always does. Because oh, you said three. Um, I would say fashionable. Yes. Look at that hat, girl. Um, empathetic is a good one okay yeah and a motivator yeah yeah i yeah. like that last one because you really are motivating and you motivate me a lot and oh that's so sweet i love you too and i, I miss you i miss you too oh my god i hate that we have to be virtual but you know i know but i'm glad to see you i know in due time we'll be back together yes and we're gonna yes, go ma'am. on black lives matter plaza yes with our yes, new president ma'am. Absolutely. President, vice president, whenever y'all are ready. Yep. <laughs> Just let me know. All right. Just train right away. Come on. I'm going to come on down. <laughs> I love you, honey. All right. I love you <laughs> and too. And thank you again. Thank no you problem. again. All right. All right. See you Bye. later. Bye-bye. Talks, baby. <laughs>